Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Bibble Escapes and Discussion. Today I'm joined by Nottingham based photographer Chris Dale. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Ewan. And how are you today? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well. You're right. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. It's Friday night, so that's always that's always pretty good. <laughs> Um, yeah, so before we get to talk about Chris's recent book, Edges of Arden and Merkin, um, it'd be great just to get a bit of a background to your photography journey, your photography work, and uh, anything else you want to share with us. Yeah, sure. So um, I guess photography, photography for me kind of started um, around six years ago, probably, and um, it was a very, very casual thing. Um, yeah. You know, I, took a few photos on, on holidays and things like that. Um, I never really got uh, introduced to the big names in, in landscape photography. And so the development for me a lot was was from the online communities, social media, you know, starting with, with Flickr, I guess, in, in, the, in those days. I can hold you. That's a few days. Yeah, a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that, was, that was kind of what, what inspired me and, and, and um, yeah, drove me to, to take it a little bit more more seriously back in the day. Yeah. And some of the, um, the Twitter community and, and even the, the competitions there was kind of the first time that I really started um, taking a serious interest and in, in getting a camera out um, more often and, and discovering the, the local area, really. Yeah. Um, I think that was that was a real turning point. It was when I realised that actually there were, there was some interesting things to to point a camera at around Nottinghamshire. Yeah, um, and I, I just started going out more and more and, and trying to do something um, each week. Um, and, and I think that developed into uh, an interest in revisiting the same places and building up sort of projects and, and bodies of work around around areas or, or themes yeah uh, did did quite a bit of uh, abstract abstract work at icm especially and um it, again sort of projects and um, thematic projects based based on on that style yeah um yeah and it just just kind of built built from there really um that that ended up turning into I, I did a, a year's worth of photography around around Sherwood Forest which I think was um 2016 2017 yeah um and has had the book out with with Cozy um yeah. of 2018 um and yeah a bit bit, bit of a lull in photography after that to be honest it was a <laughs> bit of a burnout to some extent yes. yeah just going going back to the same area time and time again for for a year. I'd kind of set myself that that target of doing it all in that that time frame and capturing yep. the, um, the progression through through the year. Yeah. Um, which which was a good good excuse to keep going out and about, but towards the end, um, it was a bit of pressure to you know finish it off, get certain images, get certain yes. yeah, and it's a bit of a bit of a relief to finish it. Um, but yeah, since, since then, um, done probably still still shooting woodland um, locally when I when I get the chance. Um, still odd bits and bobs of, of abstract work and um, uh, done some different sort of styled projects. You know, some some woodland stuff that's a lot 
darker and not reliant on conditions at all, just little yeah. um, dark black and white squares of, of sort of tangled branches and, and things like that. Um, and there are even some, some macro uh, floral work as well. But, but yeah, pretty consistently since then working in, in small projects, you know, 12, 12 to 18 images and, and yeah. trying to present the work as a, as a, as a body rather than uh, individual images. Yeah, nice way to do it. Yeah. Um, and then the, the, the Ard the Merkin, the Ard the Merkin work came out of a, a workshop uh, about a year ago now. Um, went, went up there with Rob Knight for yes. a, a week, yep. a residential workshop. Um, first, first thing like that I've done. Um, and I, it, it was very much based around trying to trying to interpret the area and build build a cohesive set of images out yeah. the end of it. Um, a long way out of my comfort zone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we were we were driving around and, and looking at all the woodland, and you know, it's it such amazing woodland around there, and, and that's you know, that's is my comfort zone hundred percent, but normally I'd, I'd go and shoot it on a, on a misty morning or, or you know, yeah. um, where the fog's hanging around all day and, and, and get that atmosphere and conditions there. It was, uh, you didn't have that opportunity when you're there for a week. It was just, you went out to a location each day and, and you made yeah. it what you, what you could. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was March and it was overcast and grey and raining and <laughs> typical <laughs> Scottish weather. Yeah, as as you'd expect being there in, in, in March. But um it it was it was really good in a way once I got my head around it because it, it kind of pushed me to to shoot in a completely different way to, to how I ever would have done um if I was just doing my own thing in my own environment. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there was there was these those words of wisdom every so often from Rob to, to kind of think about the wider, um, the wider landscape and, and, um, how, how we were going to represent the, the place as a whole with, with the work we were making rather than just sort of snapping away images of, of each location we went to trying to think of the bigger picture. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, that, that's, that's where that came from. About about a year ago, yeah. yeah. So obviously, you uh, I think it first started as an ebook online, um, and now in the last what, couple of weeks, you've you've published a small short run edition in terms of a book, which A4 is a really really nice, uh, really really nice body of work, lovely sequencing and lovely sets and. For those who uh, those who don't know it, there's a lot of triptychs in it, which work really, really well when it's printed up in in bigger in a bigger format of A4. I think if it'd been your more tra- not traditional but A5 size, then I think you would really lose the impact and the the power that some of that some of the the sequences have. So, what was your you're you're obviously telling a very nice story between particularly between the coastal line and and between the woodlands and was that something that really kind of developed from your time there? Yeah, I, I think it was it was trying to find the the, the connection between between the different areas. Um, I I really struggled to shoot wide vistas and, and landscapes yeah. and and um, 
that's not something that I did a lot out there because especially when the conditions were quite sort of drab. Yes. <laughs> it's it's not something that you really can can do to to great effect. Um so I was kind of focusing on 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 details, but then trying to trying to find ways that I could link a detailed shot of um you know, some rocky coast coastline or, or um the waves coming in on on the sand yep. to you know the the woodland or or the the dunes or, or the you know the volcanic ridges around Santa Bay, and um, it a lot of it was trying to trying to find um, transitional edges you know between between one part and another so um, between between the sea and the, and the sand or sea and rock or yeah. Um, yeah. rock and sky rock and grass etc and, and and try and find those kind of mirrors of, of shapes and lines. And um, there's one, there's one spread in particular, which is six, six images. So sort of triptych on each, on each page. Um, where it's just sort of diagonals going, um, back and forth, but with a different, um, that's the one yeah. <laughs> with it, with a different sort of element, I guess, on, on each one um, yes. and show that connection and, and repetition, um, between the different constituent parts of, of the landscape, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it, it works really, it works really well. The, the connection between land and sea that I think you're telling through the images and it really represents, I think the whole landscape and the environment, which you're shooting in, which um, I think, as you say, the weather would have made it somewhat challenging and probably <laughs> it, 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 it I wouldn't say it limits necessarily what you can shoot. Obviously, depending if you're if you're getting a lot of mist, then you're 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 maybe more comfortable around the woodland area. But I think what the story that you're telling is a wonderful story. I really like I like I like the fact that all the images are black and white, and you see some lovely patterns and lovely shapes and tones coming through that I think works really well. Yeah, thank you. Um, I I think black and white again was was. I mean, I, I I do shoot quite a lot of black and white, and and learned more that way in in recent years. But um, I guess as well, it was another part of trying to tie these areas together. If it if it was shot in color, there'd be too too much disparity in in the, yeah. the colors and tones, and and you wouldn't you wouldn't see those those shapes so clearly that that we're repeating from from one area to the other. Um, yeah, you mentioned the, the sort of size, the A, A4 size of it. Um, that was very much about about the triptychs. The um, the PDF version I, I did very shortly after we came back from from Arden American. I had um, I had the triptychs kind of spanning a spread, so you had you had the middle image sat in, in what would be the gutter in a in a printed book. Um, and when I when I came to to think about doing it in print I, I really didn't want to do that because it, you just lose so much of, of that small central image in, in the gutter and, and I didn't think it will it will work well so I thought okay I've got to put them on a single page and then when you're looking at A5 and trying to trying to squeeze a triptych onto a single page of A5 it's you know it's, it's minuscule so yeah <laughs> <laughs> that kind of forced it into an A4 format and it actually turned out um one one of the days up in Arden American, we we did a sequencing day, and um, 
print, printed all the images out. Um, I think everything I printed then was was square, um, like most of the images in the in the book. Um, so print print them out in little squares. Had to play around with sequencing. Some of some of the groupings have made it into the final book, but the triptychs ended up pretty much the exact same size that that we'd printed them for that <laughs> sequencing thing. And so I kind of it, that that felt right because I'd got used to seeing them in that that sort of format. It, yeah, it, it felt like the right the right size for them. <laughs> Yeah, I think the thing, the size of the triptychs works well, though, because your your eyes able to see them all without, and you can see all the elements and the components of each one. Whereas if 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 the book's too, if the book was a three for argument's sake, just to make the triptychs bigger, I think your ability to span the 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 set, you maybe lose some of the impact of the connections that you've got with the shapes and or, or with the subject matter as well yeah yeah i think you're right there it's, it's a bit of a balance because you, you kind of want to see you want to see the triptych as a as a whole really yeah. and, um, where there's there's a couple of double page spreads where where so two triptychs run run across um and again you kind of i, I kind of want people to to see that as one um almost one one single image to some extent yeah. it's, um whether it's those those diagonals or there's one where where there's um uh, it looks like the same sort of wave coming in on on yes. the it's, it's yeah. different frames of different waves, but that was the, kind of the idea that it was supposed to be supposed to look like a single wave sort of coming in coming into shore. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's trying to trying to get that balance between seeing it as as a whole uh, whole image as it were, but also retaining enough enough detail in the individual ones to make to make it worthwhile. Yeah, and, and obviously you'd done it as a as an ebook first. Did your approach when you came to making it as a printed book? Did you start again, or were there some small sets that you thought these work quite nicely, or or how did how did you take the the approach from digital to physical? Um, I didn't. I, I definitely didn't start again. I, I kind of <laughs> the, the original. Um, the original intent was to do very little work and <laughs> and just take that ebook and, and and print a couple of copies. To be honest, the you know the I, I'd gone back and forth on whether to do a do a printed run or anything, but I, I knew I always wanted to at least print one copy. So I had my own sort of momentum yeah. of, of the workshop and and, yeah. and the, the body work I'd made whilst up there. Um and yeah, so I, I did a lot of back and forth between whether I was going to just print a one-off, you know, nice big hardback thing, you know, through blurb or something like that, or, or do a, a slightly um, less elaborate <laughs> <laughs> format book where I could I could do a, a few copies and um, and see if anyone was interested. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I guess as with any work. I think it's very difficult to come back to something um, a few months down the line and, and have exactly the same opinion. So I, I came back to it and there were things that I was kind of, oh, what was I thinking there? That doesn't quite work. Started moving things around. Like I said, I moved the triptychs from spanning sort of across a, a double spread to, to going on single pages that so then had to sort of shuffle other things around to, to fit yeah. with that and, and, and backfill the, the, the pages next to them. Um, which didn't always work. Just pulling the uh, the image that had been before them in the sequence, because now they were on the same, they were on a facing page. Yeah. Um, 
so you had to find had to find something that was a bit more complementary in, in in some aspects. So yeah, there was, there was a lot of playing around with it. Um, there's quite quite a lot of changes to the sequencing. Some images came out, some new ones went in. Um, um, I, I've got a bit of a habit of working um, in isolation. To be honest, I, I don't tend to to share a lot of work in in progress and and the um, the workshop sequencing day had, had been a big change from that and I'd seen the, the benefit of it and um, obviously sent a couple of drafts over to yourself yeah. <laughs> for um, committing to, to getting them printed with, and made a few changes off the back of your uh, your helpful comments on those. <laughs> so I think, um, yeah, there's, there's quite a lot of changes, um, a lot of tweaks, things in and out, but um at the same time, I think a lot of the triptychs um, are, are still there. Um, yeah. Some things that have been in a, a grid of four that have been dropped to a triptych and, and yeah. Stem, yeah. things like that. Yeah. They all work very strongly. And I can imagine that uh, the sequencing uh, element of the workshop must have uh, proven incredibly helpful and useful, not just in terms of this body of work, but future work and future sets. It's a... Uh, I think there's always a really very interesting experience to look more objectively at your work. But I think it is also I think it was also helpful to have others look at your work um, in a friendly critique way, whereby they don't have the emotional connection and they, they look and they maybe just see things that you uh, you don't see or they they point out the things that you know exist but that you don't want to admit to. Um, be it an image that you really, really feel strongly about, but you know, in the back of your mind, it doesn't quite work in that sequence or in that order or doesn't work in the set at all. And I found the same as well when I've looked at work. And if you take it out, it works by itself, but the rest of the the rest of the body becomes stronger as a result of it. And I think it's a it's a great way for everyone to improve their photography. Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um... I think to some extent it can be one of the most difficult things to, to access as well. I mean, obviously there's there's workshops and courses out there. Um, not everyone's got got the budget to um yeah. to be going on um sequencing courses all the time and and, and things. Um, but yeah, I think I think it can be um it can be hard to to find, especially the the person that's going to give you an honest opinion that you trust and and that you actually want to listen to. Um, it, it, it can be quite difficult but it's certainly certainly too easy working on your own to to have that emotional investment and and i think they say you know in the back of your mind that something doesn't quite work but you, you you've kind of committed to putting it in there and, and just yeah. don't want to take it out yeah. um i think there was definitely a, a few like that where um especially i think you you commented on a couple that um it may be a triptych that didn't, didn't quite fit with the tonality and, and whether that ended up being a slight reprocess or, or swap yeah. for another image. Um, it's kind of obvious once someone else has told you. <laughs> Absolutely. And because, because you work on your own work for so long, you, you kind of, you don't become oblivious, but you kind of become blind to just some of the small things that if you were to step away from it for, two or three months and come back to it with a fresh pair of eyes, it would probably just jump out at you straight away. Um, but yeah, as you see, you've got, you've got an emotional connection and you you think, yeah, that works. And 
you you just accept it. But as you say, a lot of the time it's maybe just a small tweak to the process and just to just to bring the tone range back into a, a, a happy balance. Yeah, yeah, there was definitely something like that. I, I think to some extent, I, you know, I'd I'd given it a lot of time after making the ebook. Yeah, um, but then at, at the same time, because I'd done the ebook and I I, I was so used to how that looked. It, it was kind of hard yeah. to, to to move away from from some of the choices I'd made in in that. And um, yeah, we were speaking a bit before we uh, before we started about um, the the immediacy or, or, or otherwise of, of processing and, and sharing work. And I, I've generally been one of the ones to, to um, <laughs> yeah, get back from a photography trip and process and and, and post pretty pretty quickly. And, and I think I did as did that sort of thing with with the the ebook version. I um, obviously spent a lot of time with the with the work while we're up in Scotland. Yes. And, yeah, did the sequencing and things, and I'd, I'd been building up building up the sort of ebook layout, and um, spent another couple of weeks coming back to it and, and tweaking things when I got home, and 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 then sort of put it out there pretty quickly af- afterwards. Um, and I think. To some extent, I, lo- I like the immediacy of, of sharing work quite quickly because it's it's kind of relevant. Yeah. It feels more relevant in a way to, to the experience you've just had, whether that's you know a, a fantastic morning of, of foggy woodland or, or you know a week trying to document an, an area yeah. in the landscape. Um, but yeah, you can you can also miss things. Um, and end up kind of more more committed to, to doing it a certain way because that's that's how you're feeling at, at the time and, and now you've yeah. put it out there it's, it's kind of difficult to, to go back but harder yeah but no I, I i think it's it's a great body of work and old darren who you're up on the trip with as well obviously produced uh his version of it um but no, i i really like the, the the body of work and the story and it does remind me of of that coast of Scotland very much so and uh, the weather is definitely reflective of that side of Scotland as well <laughs> in its miserable. entirety yeah but but it's it's a, yeah, absolutely miserable but it's it's the it's the beautiful different intimate landscape something that's maybe slightly wider but and at the same time you you could be anywhere it could be on your local landscape some just some of the the detailed shots that you've got and the the yeah I think the the images work work very well together so are there any particular standout images or sets of images because obviously there's a few triptychs and things like that in here as well it's uh, so, a good question and and prepared for that one um ah, yeah we <laughs> for you um yeah i mean um i i, I like some of the woodland ones um yep. so it's, it's it's kind of hard to to pick favorites to some extent because yeah. i they're all they're all kind of intended to 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 play some sort of a a part in in yeah. the whole. But um, the there's a couple from um, Glen Borrowdale area where where the sort of broken trees just covered in lichen and, and, yeah. and yeah. some more detailed shots from from there as well, um, which which I'm really pleased with and, and obviously kind of more in my uh, my regular <laughs> your regular shooting area, yeah. Yeah, um, and um, one of the ones I quite like actually is on on the very last page. There's a um, there's a, a sort of wide 
there's a small wide shot of, of the landscape which is the only one that, that yeah. probably gives a, a bit of a bigger context to the area yes. yep um uh, no that was actually um uh shot on um a little fuji with a body cap pinhole on it okay. and yep. just as um it spent spent some some time around the coast and woodland and um then a, a, a hailstorm came in for for all of about five minutes and and, and passed but um, you know in, in the in the moment i just thought like right quickly grab grab this out and, and try and get something moody with the, the storm and, and everything that just gives a bit of um wider environmental context without yeah you know, the pressure of trying to do a big <laughs> sharp um, <laughs> yeah encompassing vista um so I, I kind of quite like that as almost a, a full stop at the end of uh, the end of the yeah, book it's, it's kind it's, of it's nice it's the, it's the only time that you kind of really get a sense of the as you see the wider environment you're in you can work all the way through the book and you 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 don't you know you're by water you know that there's trees and woodlands but you don't you've got no sense of how the of how the, the, the landscape really looks if you were to stand back and um, whereas yeah it's just a really nice you go through the thought process yourself and then there it is just to finish with it's a a blurry picture of uh, <laughs> of, of but a, be- a beautiful shot just of uh, just giving yeah as you say more of an outline to the to the wider environment that you've that the images are composed in yeah uh, i think um it, it, it was a shot that I liked and I was kind of weighing up whether whether to put it in because it was so out of character with the rest. But I, I think, um, yeah, it kind of stuck right at the back. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's after after the text and things. So it's yeah. it kind of, I think it's separate enough from the rest of the work. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like a, you know, a punctuation mark at, at the end. I think it's actually nice as well, particularly for people who maybe don't know Ardnamurk in the area at all, any context of what it's like. And it's just it's just one that at least leaves something in the imagination of the bigger environments, which um, I think works really well. Yeah, thank you. So obviously it's a pretty small print run you did. Did you, I'm assuming you did it all online yourself and uh, how did you make, how did you make the decisions when it came to paper obviously size was predetermined by the triptychs but you've still got the the challenge of determining what paper types to use paper finishes to use paper weights to use etc etc yeah um yeah so i i did it through um through mixam um which mm-hmm. this was um was uh you know largely around around the cost just trying to keep yeah. costs down especially doing a you know a small small run um of you know, bigger size. Um, uh, in in terms of paperweights and, and finishes and, and things, you know, I, I got a got a sample packs. Yeah, got a, got a couple of sample prints and things, and, and yeah. um, spent a bit of time trying to figure out what would get the contrast of the black and white work and and, yes. and show that um, show that nicely. Um, went for quite a, a heavy paperweight just. It, partly because of the the size of it and and you know it's the fact it's it's not a huge amount of pages to you know give it yeah um give it a bit of sturdiness i i guess rather than them um, you know having a four pages flapping around on <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, very very lightweight paper it, yeah it felt like it needed something a bit bit heavier yeah 
Um, yeah, so I, I guess the only slightly um, slightly different thing I, I, I did was I went for the, the soft touch laminated cover, which um, I think um, the the image I chose for the cover was has the the kind of soft grassy dunes in the foreground, and I, I did yeah. something sort of big and glossy and, and shiny. I wanted something kind of um, you know that bit softer that, that felt a bit more a bit more natural a bit more muted yeah yeah and I, I, yeah so i think um i think that worked quite quite nice yeah it's nice it's a nice fin- it's a nice finish too and as you see there's a there's a nice weight and a nice feel to it even though as you see okay the image counts still what 40 pages but with a thicker paper it still feels it feels substantial it doesn't feel as though it's gonna if i let go of it it'll blow away in the wind or something <laughs> like that to be honest yeah, and I, I think as well part of it part of it came back to the fact that it, one of the main motivations for doing it was just because I wanted, you know, completely selfishly one wanted um, you know, a printed copy of, of, of the work for myself. Um so I, I think that, that you know that forced the spec up a little bit yeah. compared to what I, I might have done if I was purely doing it from a um, you know, a, a financial perspective and, and yes. try to make make money off of selling them. Um you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to do this, uh, do this just for fun. So, um, absolutely, yeah, totally. <laughs> the profit margin was never a, a big determining factor in, in deciding what, what spec I was going to go with. Yeah, but uh, no, but no, I yeah, I it's a really nice publication. Obviously, we uh, we talk about not just your book but other books. Uh, so now comes the time where I have to ask and pray that you're not going to suggest too many books that I've not got. So. What are your your three or four of your favourite uh, photo books from other photographers? All right, yeah, I've uh, I've I've got my three prepared, ready to Good. go for this bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the 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 first one to start with is is one of the Kozu books, um, but it's I'm Not the Rain by Simon Ashmore. Oh yeah. And I think there's a lot of things that that I like about about this one um i think a lot of it's the the raw emotion behind it obviously it's it's um it's pretty um pretty devastating kind of subject matter that um is simon's simon's daughter um sadly passed away um and a lot of the work is is, is kind of driven by the emotion around around that and and yeah. sort of, i guess coping with with that um and yeah, just the, the dark, abstract nature of, of a lot of the work in, in there really sort of resonates with me. Um, the way it's presented with the, the um, salt prints and, and then yeah. and kind of showing on, on the page with, you know, with the borders and, and splatters and things around from, from that process, yeah. I think is, is really different and, and works fantastically well with the, um, the content of the images themselves. So, yeah, that's it. Just the first one. Yeah, that's number one. Okay, um, number two. Um, going with uh, "Truncated" by Paul Hart. Um, I've got got a couple of um, Paul's books, um, and the, the reason I chose this one, obviously, I'm, I'm a big fan of woodland work. It's it's something that I do a lot myself. Um, the just the the depth of of tonality and the the the, the 
you know the, the contrast and, and light in, in the images there is, is yeah. just absolutely stunning and it's it's something that I've never got close to um <laughs> recreating but um I think also so many woodland images are, are, are completely based around the conditions you know it's, it's all yeah. about um the yeah, epic epic light or, or um, mist or fog or, or frost or, or whatever um and that's by no means a bad thing and it's it's something i do a lot myself as well um but you know these are these are just kind of largely pine trees in kind of in their own right there's no it, it's not about the weather it's not about the conditions it's just about the the, the trees themselves and, and yeah. still getting getting those interesting images without without those conditions to kind of help is is I think makes it even more appealing. Yeah. I really like Paul's work. That's unfortunately truncated is is the one book of his I missed out. I've got the the drain farmed and whatever the third one is. But yeah, I, I really like Paul's. The only thing that I, as I've said before that really annoys me with those with those books is that um, uh, farmed and the uh, if you, on the spine farm and drain farmed and drained are at the same line and then reclaimed is just like a centimeter lower down <laughs> so for anyone who's got ocd it's Absolutely a really once you spot it uh, you'll now always look at it and see it but yeah really really nice work from paul yeah yeah i think um i've got i've got farmed is yeah. it the one out of the, the the series of three that i've got i think there's still a couple of them um, is it drained and reclaimed i think there's still yeah, a couple of those available so um, yeah yeah I might try and pick those up as well but yeah, truncated for me is just um, because of my love of woodland and, and how much he's managed to do with without you know special conditions as it were. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, and then the last one is um, Susan Bernstein within shadows, right? Um, and I think I think Darren might have mentioned this on on his um, I, rec- I, re- I recognise the name, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um. Uh, Darren's got uh, the the other book of Susan's that, that that I've got as well, and um, I think this one's quite difficult to get hold of. Um, uh, I um, was very lucky to get it from um, Isabel Curtis. Oh yes, yep. Um, and it's an absolute stunning book. It's it's very. So I I don't photograph people at all. Um, Likewise, and it's a very figurative book. There's um, in most of the images are. Sort of out of trying to try and hold a couple up to the to the oh, camera. Yeah. A lot of them are, um, you know, based on based on figures in in some way, but very dark, dreamlike kind of um, apparitions. Yeah. Um, yeah, which really speaks to the, the, that that side of um, aesthetics that, that I like. I, I, I like that sort of darker darker aesthetic I, I try and do a bit more of that myself and and um yeah it's, it, it's just the the person quite often isn't a big part of the image it's it's, it's blurry it's hidden in hidden in shadows you, you struggle yeah. to make out details but it's um, yeah like apparitions kind of coming out of um i guess shadows like um like the title alludes to yeah um, it's yeah really interesting really interesting work yeah, something a bit different that you don't see too often either, which is which is really quite nice for a change. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's 
not the sort of thing that I ever scroll past on 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 Instagram really, which which is a shame because you know I'd love to see um, some more of that sort of work. And I know you know I'm just as guilty as everyone else of, of posting um, misty trees. <laughs> Um, and I've got plenty of books with some lovely misty trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. But yeah, it's it, it's nice to, it, yeah. The reason the reason I chose all three of those really is because they're they're something a bit different to um to to what I tend to see day in day out on on um, yeah. social media and 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 also something a bit different to what I shoot myself as as well. So. Um, yeah, well, that's it. Even even though you don't shoot thoughts them yourself, they can still influence and inspire you. You you can see other things in your own work that actually you take ideas from, even just the way it's been composed or the tones that, that they show in 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 the work, and it just yeah, it just enhances everyone's knowledge. And yeah, I think so as well. I think sometimes if you look at something a bit too close to home, you can you can end up. Um, you know, you can, you can feel compelled to try and do the same thing. Um, yeah. It's that, I guess that fine line between kind of the, um, inspiration and, and, and then sort of going out and trying to copy it. Um, whereas I think looking at something a bit outside of your um, area can kind of give you, like you say, you can give you those ideas about composition and tonality and, and, yeah. and um, sequencing and, 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 and things like that without you kind of, leaning on it and making something too too similar when you when you go out and make your own work yeah absolutely well those uh those are uh four three very good interesting suggestions and um, which i i know truncated that'll be nigh on impossible to get as i suspect uh, within shadows well we've all certainly taken a look at simon's which is actually i think it's the second time it's been suggested in a couple of weeks now so um, okay. it's, it's always quite interesting just to see what uh, what people throw into the mix um no doubt inevitably leads to exploring and discovering new photographers which is what it's all about um so what are your plans for the future obviously you've got one another published book under your belt or you you obviously enjoy working in projects and working in sets and is that how you you see your work progressing forward maybe some more work printed yeah definitely it's it's probably given me a bit of a bit of a bug to you know do more in print. I've, I've always been guilty of too much just say, staying on the screen. Um, yeah. But I also don't have the patience or, or skills to to do handmade books. I don't think so. Um, I I don't know. We'll we'll see. My my most of my project work tends to be smaller sets of say sometimes sort of twelve sixteen images, um, which probably works quite nicely as a as a handmade um, say maybe like a Constantina book or something like yeah. that. So. Um, but but doesn't work quite so well as a <laughs> as a yeah as a big printed thing. So um, I, I think that's definitely the the way I see myself. But um, yeah, you know, carrying on um, photographically, um, it, it's definitely been a, a dry spell recently. With um, see absolutely yeah the, the restrictions we've had, but I, I think also you know mine's been on other, on other things and, and difficult to get the motivation to go out there, but. Um, so there's um, some projects I've worked on with with you know pl- household plants and things, but trying to trying to look at things a bit differently on on with that kind of abstract yeah abstract aesthetic. So 
yeah, carry on a bit more with that and then see where it goes. Very good. Excellent. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting to you tonight, Chris. It's really nice to see, really nice to see your body of work now in print. It's always so much nicer looking at someone's someone's work that they've uh, they've they've produced on paper as opposed to scrolling down on screen. It just <laughs> it, it it really comes to life, I think, and it just it just makes such a difference. And yeah, uh, thank you for your time. So yeah, pleasure speaking to you. Nice to see you, Chris. Cheers. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me on, Ewan. It's been uh, it's been fun. All right, Pleasure. cheers.